Welcome to Mouthing Off with Olivia. Hey guys, it's Olivia Caridi from The Bachelor, the girl with probably the biggest mouth you've ever seen. But now I'm using my huge mouth to talk really smart things with my favorite reality stars, influencers, YouTubers, you name it. They're going to mouth off too. Bam. This is Mouthing Off with Olivia. Guys. I haven't had a housewife on in a while, so this is really exciting. I have Deandra Simmons here from Real Housewives of Dallas. Hey. Hi, Olivia. How are you today? I'm, I'm so good. I'm, I'm just so excited to chat with you. We have a lot to discuss, so let's get to it. Before we talk about the show, though, I want to learn more about you before the show, right? Like, I know your, your family history is a bit complicated. Do you mind just kind of, I don't know, trying to put that into maybe a minute or two of your history before the show, where it's career, family, anything like that. Well, my mother divorced my uh, biological father when I was four, and then she married Glenn Simmons, which is what my last name is, which is a big part of the show this year. When I was six years old and Glenn pretty much raised me, um, my mother, my father, you know, had an off and on kind of good, bad, you know, divorced relationship, parent relationship. I um, graduated from high school, went to college at a women's college called Sweetbriar in Virginia, very small, liberal women's college. And then after that, I went to Chicago, moved to Chicago, moved to New York, Los Angeles, Washington, D.C. before uh, coming home when I was 30, I believe 36, back to Dallas. So I left Dallas at 18 and came back at 36. Okay. (laughs) I mean... That's great. And then I had read, like, obviously there's so many people, trolls, 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 that are like, she hasn't worked a day or she had jobs. Like, you worked in politics. You you were legit. I've worked since I was, well, 12 or 14, whatever. You weren't really allowed to work. I was folding sweaters at Express when I was in high school. <laughs> and then in college, I was working in the admissions office for money because my parents weren't just going to give me money. So I had to work for money at the admissions office. Nice. Then when I graduated, I worked at a law firm. Plus, I cocktail tables at night for extra money. So and for the time I was 20 to 30, when I was, you know, kind of in and out of entertainment and I was a stockbroker, I was waiting tables. I mean, I've worked two and three jobs pretty much my whole life. So it's very comical to me for people that say I've never worked because I've done some of the hardest jobs, whether it be waiting tables or cocktailing or, um, you know, even things like gripping on a set. I went to grip school at UCLA and <laughs> that's what? a hard job. <laughs> how, how does one have such a wide variety? School for camera. You have such a wide variety. When I went to Los Angeles, I knew that I loved production as much as I loved, you know, being in front of the camera. So I decided to learn how to grip because I was a girl and I could climb higher spaces and small pieces and then I also went to Panavision school to learn back then the cameras and I was a film loader and so I've tried a lot and that's the thing what people don't understand maybe I didn't have the same career for years and years but I always have worked and I've always you know I tried a lot of different things so I know about a lot of different things and then my degree is in um, politics um, international affairs specifically political science my thesis was on Middle Eastern politics so I went to work for um, George Bush that was kind of something that yeah you know, I moved back to Dallas. I was getting ready to move back to Dallas, and he was getting ready to be president. And my family really wanted representation in Washington, so I had a political degree, and I wasn't yeah. married. So I'm like, "We'll send Deandra. You know, she'll do it. Totally. She'll do the job." Like <laughs> Mikey, you know, Mikey eats everything. Deandra does everything. So, <laughs> so 
fine, but they stuck me in nuclear waste because my father and my uncle owned this big nuclear waste um, depository area in Texas and Andrews. And so, I mean, of course, they don't make really great decisions when they're filling those positions from the plum book. You know, they just feel like, oh, your family's in oil and gas, you go here. You know, it just, but I can do anything. So I'm a fast learner. And um, oh. that's what I ended up doing is working in Washington until I came home to work for my mother right. um, at Ultimate Living. So I guess that, that's enough history for you. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's better than I could have done. I would have been all over the place on that question. <laughs> I, I challenged you at the beginning. Um, so let's, I guess in general, you, you definitely kind of remind me of myself in many ways that you're very open and transparent on yeah. TV and probably in person, right? You're, you're talking about to your family. my detriment at times. Ma- maybe, yes. <laughs> maybe so, maybe so. But is that just the way you've always been? Or is that kind of when you started doing TV on the, on the other side, being a cast member, you thought, okay, I'm just going to lay it all out there. I've always been that way. I've always been, my mother um, always said, you know, why do you have to tell everybody everything, all your laundry, your dirty business or whatever, you know, all your or dirty laundry, your business. Why not be like Ann Landers and keep something hidden? And I just don't like surprises. So I'd like, I'd rather just tell you everything so you know, and then I don't get, get surprised later because I was hiding from people, right, you know, right. just. I wear my heart on my sleeve. I've always been that girl. Um, it may have been growing up in the 80s and 90s um, because women in Texas before didn't really do that. And then kind of going to a women's college where you felt liberated and could talk about everything and be whoever you wanted to be. And I just, that's just who I am. And I just lay it all out there. I mean, I warts it. and all, I guess. It reminds <laughs> me, as I said, it reminds me of myself, probably to my detriment as well when I did TV. Um, let's, so, so you had moved back to Dallas where you're from. Like, I'm assuming you were, I know the Simmons name is big in Dallas, but you were probably yes. well known in, in Dallas. So I'm assuming you knew the cast members before going on the show, at least some of them. Whatever I was approached the first year of Real Housewives, yes, I did know. Well, they told me who was, you know, going to be on, and I did know those ladies, of course. Um, but I was a little bit older than most of the cast, so the only person that was kind of um, in my age group was Leanne at the time, and the only reason I knew her was because um, the maid of honor in my first wedding had been friends with her, and we had met kind of by default um, at an event or something, and, I, you know, I... It was a long story, but I ended up not being friends with my maid of honor anymore. And then Leanne kind of moved in and took that position. And um, now I'm friends with my maid of honor again. We're very good friends again. So um, it was a lot of miscommunication. And Leanne was one of those people that wanted to move in the right circles and meet the right people. And I was the connector. And then you traded places again and she got kicked out and your maid of honor came back. (laughs) Native Honor came back and I was actually supposed to, I gave her, the, I was supposed to give her this beautiful party. It was during COVID. And of course that didn't happen. The yeah. wedding in Italy didn't happen. And so she got married on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> I still have yet to be uh, in or at a Zoom wedding. I, I hope I do actually get to. It's probably super it's interesting. awkward. Super <laughs> awkward. But then, so at least it seems that you and Tiffany now are really close. Obviously Tiffany's close yeah. to Mama D. Did that just start with the show or did you, did Tiffany know you guys before that as well? No. So Tiffany knew my mother before me because my mother's a patient advocate at the hospital where she works. And, um, she, my mother has a lot of friends that are anesthesiologists. So that's why she was introduced to Tiffany. And then I was introduced to Tiffany a few years ago and we would do some dinners and things like that together. And I just, I mean, thought she was really a lot of fun and she's obviously very intelligent. Um, she works, she has a family, 
she has like everything. So I always liked her and I didn't think she would ever do the show. And she surprised me and said, yes. And now she's like, you did not tell me. You told me it was going to be fun. (laughs) You didn't tell me every dinner would have us yelling at each other about something and telling me my parties suck. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I kind of left that little part of that out. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I mean, well, okay. So before we, I wa- want to talk about the most recent season, obviously, but I do want to touch on Leanne a little bit because you guys were close. You were close. Then was it season four that, that you kind of had that falling out, right? Where so my, okay. So I started on season two with season three. Yes. The falling okay. out. Season four, we tried to come back together and it just never, you know, it, 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 never couldn't, it couldn't work. So, so where's that at now? I mean, ha- have you and Leanne talked at all? I mean, obviously she's not a part of the show anymore, but. No, we're not. I mean, there's no reconciliation. Um, I think just the the damage on social media was so much to me in particular that I just couldn't go back. I mean, I can forgive, but I can't go back to a friendship ever. There's no, there's no, as Nini says, the door is closed. <laughs> I love me some Nini. Wait, but okay. So, so I, one of the things I talk about on my podcast and, and I had this when I did TV, like social media is, is brutal. Like, can you yeah. elaborate a bit on, on that as a whole, but also in terms of, of the Leanne situation, was was it just like on Instagram? Like what were people saying and how, how was that affecting you, making you feel? She just did a lot of uh, damage to me saying things about me, extremely negative things. And it wasn't about my husband. I don't care. You can tell him to say my husband has his girlfriend. That girl. Everybody knows that's a bunch of bullshit. So yeah. I don't care. You know? <laughs> but when you're damaging somebody's character personally, um, you know, interestingly enough, we're talking about Christian belief systems this year on the show. And she said, because I was a Christian, that I was anti-LGBTQ and I was a homophobe. And she has written that for years and years when all of my friends, I would say probably 75% of my friends are gay men and gay women. Because remember, I went to women's college, yeah, it's liberal. Right. And so most of my girlfriends, which were on a group text, which we text every day, there's 10 of us, most of them are married to women. Okay, so if I was anyway homophobic or had any judgment about people's, yeah. you know, love relationships, it's just absolutely not true. And everyone knows that. But when you have someone that is such a high profile cast member that's very active on social media and you have these um, rabid fans, they'll believe whatever they put out Absolutely. there. And and you also have to understand if you're growing up in Texas and you grow up in the Baptist church, we go through many pastors, they all are going to preach this, whatever from the Bible, but just the same as being a Catholic. I mean, are you going to not practice birth control because you're a Catholic? I mean, you have to make decisions. You're an adult person just because your pastor or your priest or your rabbi or whoever, I mean, says this, you know, that doesn't necessarily, you have to choose and have free will because everybody um, makes their own decisions about how they want to live their life, what friendships they want to have and, you know, causes they want to espouse. And I've always stood up for people in the LGBT community. I've chaired events in Dallas when nobody else would. So it's just complete horseshit. I'll just say that. shit. But like, okay, so let's talk about, yes, your journeys, because this season, uh, this past season was all about, you know, the, the shaman. So let's, let's yes. touch on, on your, your journey to find Darren, yes. the shaman. I mean, I, we saw y'all's first meeting together, but, um, how, how did you meet? And I guess, how did, how, what was your journey like kind of opening yourself to, to him and to that? Well, I had known Darren for years because um, I was with this agency, Kim Dawson and Dallas's model. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. He did my uh, hair and makeup for a couple different shoots and things like that. 
I actually, it was so serendipitous. I was taken to meet him by somebody that I was talking to about putting CBD in one of our products because I have a nutrition line called Ultimate Living. We just started talking about the Amazon and ayahuasca and journeying and all this stuff. And he's like, well, we know the shaman in Dallas and he has all these different tools, you know, that he goes to Peru and he does this and that. So open the door and there's Darren. I'm like, oh my God. You know, can you really imagine? Like, I was like, what? And he's been doing that for 25 years. You know, he still does his hair. Every, everybody that's involved in like the healing arts, not everyone, but most people have to have another job. It's right. not, you know, literally a full-time gig that pays you millions of dollars, you know, <laughs> unless you're a shyster. And we can talk about that all day long because my mother was an evangelist and I've met them all. Okay. Every Christian television personality I've met. But anyway, I mean, it's just, you know, he does his job and then he takes people to Peru and takes them on their journeys and does meditation. He does medicine Monday, which we did at my house. Um, so it's a lot of healing and I went to him for healing in my body physically. And then I realized I had a lot of emotional issues I needed to deal with. I mean, so it had you clips of you sometimes meditating like by a tree or something like that. Like, yeah. Is that something you do every morning? Is, is that just to like center you every day? I do it often. I don't do it every day. I, I need to do it every day. I plan on doing it every day. And then, you know, the sun something, rings, happens. something happens <laughs> yeah. and it's always like that. But yep. um, I do have a little area where I go for that. And then um, we're actually looking at setting up a meditation space for me as well. So wow. that's exciting. Um, I need my own space where people don't, you know, bother me. The dogs aren't barking. Nobody's coming in. And, and that's, but I do um, practice it. And I also use different apps like Headspace is a great app. You know, okay. I use that one. Um, I have a lot of different apps that have sleep programs and all these different, you know, I just, I do that. So I just will turn it on and, and go for mindfulness or Darren has, um, a different, the one that you listen to, he, he gave me that so I can listen to that. And I kind of go through my whole body and centering and chakras and things of that nature too. So I have Facebook questions as well. Someone asked, yes. um, did you feel frustrated or did you notice that the women were kind of mocking Darren talking about how he does Stephanie's hair while he was going through the, the meditation uh, or the Medicine Monday practices? Oh, of course I noticed it. And I, also you saw a lot of the girls were um, giggling during the different songs. And, and, you know, I've been through a lot of programs. I've also been to a Zendo in uh, upstate New York. There's a lot of chanting involved. There's a lot of um, all those kind of things to kind of clear the air, the energy, the space, whatever. It's a normal thing. It's, you know, it, it's not that weird if you've been involved in energy practices or um, meditation practices. So they thought it was funny. And that's, I think it's, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to talk up to maturity, but I'm a person that maturity, I will sit and do, if you want me to do an activity with you, I will do it and sit there and be respectful of it. Not everybody's like that. Totally. Well, we'll get to Brandy's feelings toward, towards the whole activity, but I do, I do want to just ask what it's like Obviously, this was a season that was filmed during the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm -hmm. As someone who's filmed a show, you know, a lot goes into it, even without being in a global pandemic. So so what's it like filming a show with, you know, the world in a sickness and there's shield masks and there's all these things? What's that like? It was difficult, but, um, you know, everyone was very careful. I mean, um, we obviously you saw us wear a mask and I oh, yeah. <laughs> mine over my face the wrong way one time. I mean, yeah. we were all, it was just, in fact, my husband, this is the funniest thing. 
my husband has this video uh, where he pretends to be the COVID monitor because it was so funny. And I mean, like I said it to production, he's like doing this, oh, everything, <laughs> everything in the house. It was like, so that was very serious, but it was, I mean, it was hard because we couldn't go out. Um, you know, anywhere. And, and then when we did film in our homes, everything had to be obviously sterilized and um, it was just, they were very careful. So I appreciate that. Um, but it was, I think much more introspective because you're not having a lot of outside um, kind of forces influencing, you know, things happening. So, yeah. So let's talk about the other kind of maybe drama point uh, in terms of you was, was Carrie, your, your friendship with Carrie. So, so you guys had been pretty close. You were doing like business together or something. Am I right? We were doing, uh, so I, because I have a skincare company, I have always done trunk shows. My mother had a very successful fashion business and she was a contract manufacturer for different brands. So she would go do trunk shows at elite stores. She'd go to Neiman Marcus. She would go to Lily Ribbon in Dallas. She would go to um, Saks and she would, you know, she had two showrooms, one in Dallas and one in New York. Trunk shows are something I grew up with. I love trunk shows because I can I meet my customers. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then usually for me, the store ends up carrying my line anyway. So it's great. Um, but I love to make the appearances and especially with skincare. I want people to see what I look like. I want them to understand that I know my products and my business. And so Carrie started to go with me because she was trying to grow her jewelry business. And that's how that happened. Yeah. So we just started doing it together and she was really good at calling on the stores and getting them to say, yeah, let's come on. And so that was, and she had the time to do that where I didn't have as much time, but, um, a lot of times two girls are better, two housewives are better than one. I say, yeah, I mean, absolutely. you know, somebody might like me and, uh, or might like Carrie and not like me and vice versa. And yeah. then you get a chance to kind of win them over. So, <laughs> but then maybe it was a product of spending too much time together or something, because then there was kind of clashing, right. Where she was, had this thought that you weren't a good friend or whatever, and you were feeling like she was poke, 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 poke at you. So, so like in hindsight, what was going on there? Like, was it just, I don't understand the, you know, they keep using this word, the selfish word. It really bothers me. You know, um, I actually was so surprised because when Carrie and I did the trunk shows, I was selling her products. I was teaching her how to sell. She didn't know how to sell. Yeah. I've been selling my whole life. So I would tell her, you know, when I was saying, okay, somebody's looking at hard night good morning. Okay. Be like, Oh, you might want to try Carrie has these beautiful pearl bracelets and they're only whatever, $115 or she's got, you know, very expensive um, necklaces. She's got Baroque pearls. I went to Thailand with her. I mean, I could do the whole spiel, you know? So I was very supportive of her business because I knew she wanted to make the money and have her own income. So she then on the other hand was very nitpicky of me about how many products I traveled with, how I packaged my goods, how I displayed my goods, if I needed a sign. I mean, just a lot of things that she really didn't need to get involved in. It's my business. And what she doesn't understand, her products are very delicate and she can, you know, take a little bit of space. I have to keep my products in boxes in other boxes so they don't get damaged. Yeah. So it's just a matter of, I've been doing this business. I've been in this business for 30 or 25 years with my mother too. So I know how to do my business and I don't like people telling me that I should be doing it a different way. I think that was the first problem. The second problem is we spent a lot of time together and then for her to say, I don't ask about her or her family is completely, I mean, it's not true. Well, I mean, if you're spending that much time with someone, I feel like part of the, part of it is you don't even need to ask someone all about that because you're spending time together and you naturally know what's going on in each other's lives. We're in the car for six hours driving to Midland, Texas. You know, if you 
you had a problem that was so huge, that would be the time when I say, oh, how's your daughter or how's your son or how's your marriage to tell me. And I think that the problem is quantity versus quality, whatever you want to say. I'm not a phone talker. Okay. These girls like to talk on the phone every single day for several you know, minutes. And that I don't like, I don't like that. that. I don't enjoy it. I've never been that kind of person. So that's the big, you know, argument with me or the big problem with me is that I'm not a phone talker. I can tell you that's what it boils down to. I don't call every day and say, how are you? What are you doing today? What are you wearing today? Where are you going for lunch? Where are you going to exercise? I mean, I just don't have the time in my life. And even if I did, I wouldn't be that way. Who does? It's just not the kind of friend. Well, okay. So who would have thunk that the Brandy's kind of hand on the heart thing would have uh, amended the fences, if you will, which I might say seemed a little bit meditative. Probably a very good choice um, because that was probably at the right time um, for me with regards to everything else I was doing in my life. Um, It was hard. It was going to be hard for Carrie and I just to have a conversation because every conversation we had was ending up being so volcanic. So I just think that that was probably, you know, good, good on Brandy. I'm glad she did that and brought that to the table. That's true. Uh, Corey Hetherington, this is something we discussed, your family dynamics. I'm interested in knowing if she's ever heard back from her brother when she reached out, and if not, whether she'd try again. That's to be determined. Oh, we're getting the TBD line. Okay. Yes, that's to be determined. To be continued. That's the, you know, you'll see what happens. I respect that. Can answer respect- that question right now. I respect that. I, I think- keep watching the rest of the season. That, that was coming. I knew that was, that answer was coming. Um, okay. So, so let's get to Brandy then. So, so Brandy yes. has opinions that your shaman uh, beliefs, behaviors, whatever are anti-Christian and, that coming from you, the most devout Christian, that's that's very shocking. So, so how do you feel about that fight now? And and like, how are you and Brandy now? I mean, I know to be determined. We're gonna see things, but how do you view that that whole argument? Well, I think it's once again um, silly. I mean, and it's not warranted in any way, shape or form, especially when you have someone that has made some real interesting choices on camera herself Uh with regards to things that would not be at all acceptable in the Christian church, any Christian church for that matter. Um, Because Brandy, if you saw last season, you know, kind of took us into some witchcraft, sorcery, working with a medium, working with pendulums, which I pedally (laughs) gave her back, you know, Um, then also um, talking to spirits. And this is not something that is okay in in any Christian church. I mean, it's just not something that that is Christian. I mean, and I never judged her. The thing is, I don't care what you do. I'm not going to judge you. If you want to come to me and talk about it and I can tell you, you know, what my thoughts are. I'm pretty open-minded. Yeah. I'm, I let people have their own version of Christianity, whatever that is, which is what I let Brandy do. But then she comes back to me and tells me meditating is not Christian and I'm not using Jesus or going through Jesus. And I didn't ever hear, I know I saw that she, and I think Stephanie prayed at the haunted house, but you can pray to a lot of different things and not Jesus isn't necessarily there when you're praying. So I just thought it was really duplicitous of her and not merited, not warranted at all. And I mean, and she's, you know, did it in front of my mother too, which is also my mother and I already have issues. And if she wanted to talk to me about that in front of my, in front of my mother, I just, she knew better than do that. So it was, you know. Well, then let's, let's discuss your mother because the last we saw was the explosive fight about this name change rumor or whatever 
you would call it. So from your perspective, why, why the name change? So when I was, I think I was 18 when I changed my name and I was getting ready to go to college and Glenn had, I had not talked to my biological father in a few years. I had run away from home. I had moved in with my dad. I moved out of my dad's house, back into my mother's house. I was kind of a rebel growing up. Um, And, (laughs) and so when I moved back in, the real reason there was an argument about who would pay child support. And I was not going to get involved in that. I mean, I was, still a teenager. It wasn't my, yeah. Yeah. My father elected not to talk to me. Basically that's what happened. And, um, after the years of not talking to me and realizing that Glenn had always been there for me, always stepped up to the plate, no matter what, no matter how bad I was or whatever I did or how many family arguments. And I thought, you know what, I really need to do the right thing and take his name because my dad wasn't even talking to me. So at the time, I didn't know that Simmons was an important name in Dallas because I was a teenager that was chasing right. boys. Um, I was involved in the spirit clubs at school. I was looking at colleges. I wasn't I wasn't doing socialite things. I wasn't thinking about cotillion or debutantism at the time. You know, just I wasn't. Yeah. It was the 1980s. I was going to Madonna concerts and shaving inside of my head and smoking cigarettes in the bathroom at school and doing stuff like that. And that's what I was doing. I was a bad kid. That's, okay. Hey, so we think time and like research where if Simmons is a more prominent name than Callaway. I mean, no, let's just be honest here. That's ridiculous. Right. It would be different if you had done it like this year or last year. I mean, you did that when you were a kid. And then my mother said, I remember the phone call, phone call. There was no cell phones back there. What felt back then? What phone am I calling from my, my room to the house, <laughs> like from, from my bedroom to your bedroom. I mean, nobody had a phone. It's like, what are landline. you talking about? The landline. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, it's just, I mean, why would I just not walk into the kitchen and talk to you? You know, it just, it doesn't make any sense. So the revisionist history is very startling to me. And, and then when I went to college, I still didn't have a cell phone. So if I had come home on a break and done it, I mean, I'd been standing in the line to put my dime or quarter in or whatever. And I just don't, I, I don't think that's happening. You know, I just don't see that being something I don't, I don't remember that at all. And also Callaway was a much more prominent name because it was actually spelled differently than they spelled it on the show. It's spelled like Callaway golf and everybody knows what Callaway golf is. So my family, my dad's heritage is from Scotland. So it's the Callaway, the Scottish Callaway name. So, but so why is that your mom's opinion? Like, why is that her history? I don't understand that. I think she's 80 and she believes things in her mind and she goes with it and that's what she decides and she's not going to back down because my mother is not a person that likes to say I'm sorry or I made a mistake and I know at 80 there's just it's, there's not going to be any winning and I don't really care I'll tell you my version she can tell you her version and y'all you know you can hash it out and decide what you believe and that's fine with me so I want to say this out loud someone wrote this um, it's, it's funny to see Mama D telling everyone she basically stalked your stepdad and then she calls you out for trying to benefit from his name. That was the, ver- the greatest gift I could ever get on TV, especially since that night I was going to have to go through that hard um, fight with my mother. And I didn't even remember that she did that. And I was like, oh, thank God. You know, <laughs> the hypocrisy. I mean, yeah, the hypocrisy and that, you know, it made it didn't it didn't make her and her argument look very valid because of the fact that she had just said that she had looked at this man in the newspaper and then, you know, basically chased after him and found out where he was and got him to marry her. And I'm just and I told her before I've heard that story before. I said, Mother, that is not a good story. That no. does not make you look 
good. It's not like an inspirational story. story. (laughs) I feel like she was trying to say it to like inspire the women, but everyone was kind of like, that's weird. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I didn't. And I still tell her and even her best friend and I talked and she goes, why did she tell that story? (laughs) But she used to tell that story when your father was alive, I would die. (gasps) Yeah. Why is she still telling that story? But she thinks it's, my mom has her own viewpoints of things and she thinks it's cute. She thinks it's endearing. And I mean, God bless her. There's nothing I can do about God it. So bless her. we are very, my mother and I are, people say we're alike, but we're vastly different in so many ways. I mean, from education to uh, interests to um, what we like to do. I mean, just, we're so different. It's sometimes, you know, I, I don't understand when people say we're very alike because we're just very different. Um, I would never choose to do, to say something like that or fall on that. And I would even marry, I mean, my husband's a military vet. Okay. Yeah. So if I wanted to marry wealthy, I could have, I just, I married who I loved and I was like, I'll figure out the finances on my own. So <laughs> I, I love this question about, about your husband, um, because it, it really does seem like you have such a like playful, fun, loving relationship with your husband. And as someone yes. who is single as a Pringle, as I say, do you, do you have any advice or, or maybe thoughts for people that, that admire your relationship and your, in your marriage? Like, how'd you get there? I think the other thing is one of the things Darren has taught me this year is really exactly what I do with Jeremy is don't look at the outcome of the relationship. So Jeremy is a great way to tell you this. Jeremy, when he met me, he called, he came to visit in Dallas and he said, he went into the bathroom and called his mother. He said, I got to leave. I got to get out of here. I can't provide this woman anything. I can't provide the lifestyle. I can't provide what she's used to. I got to leave. And his mother said, enjoy the ride. You'll never know what's going to happen but don't exit the situation right now. She goes, just enjoy the ride and enjoy the moment. And he did because he felt inadequate coming into the relationship. And then, you know, we were from different socioeconomic groupings and everything, but we made it work. So I would say to people dating, um, a lot of women and in Texas, especially they, they have this list of, I want this, 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 it's great to have an aspirational list, but what if you meet a Jeremy who doesn't have, you know, $500 million or $50 million or $10 million even, or whatever, you know, cause women gals like their money. Yes. So they like yes. their rich husband. What if you meet a Jeremy who will love you and be faithful to you and will honor you and adore you and care for you. And then he doesn't have the one thing on the list, but you can go over here to Mr. CEO and marry him because he's got all the money, but he's not going to care for you the way my husband cares for me. And the love story, if you you make, you need to choose between love story, the financial situation, it's just a choice. So I would just say when you're dating somebody, if they don't fit all of the boxes, just try and see what happens. And you never know because whatever, whatever you have in a relationship, whoever you end up with, even if they check all the boxes, you're still going to have problems. So how do you navigate those problems? And do you have the, uh, the wherewithal, the, uh, the, you know, the roots basically established to be able to make it through the hard times. So we've had some really hard times and we we're still together and we're, we still work on our marriage all the time. Well, so then it's, it's also come out. This is a question from Ashley Horvath. I've read that she's been engaged 13 times. Um, one, I'd love to know information about that, but specifically why why jeremy was different than than all the others i mean i know you've kind of talked about that a little bit yeah so my husband is uh, he kind of was everything i was looking for he was adventurous he was good looking obviously but you know i mean that's he was adventurous he was um 
kind of interested and curious like me about the world and he loved to travel. He um, is creative. He um, loves, I love to cook. He loves, you know, enjoy my food. Yeah, we love <laughs> <You know>? that. <laughs> He's uh, very caring. He's very, um, he was like my dad, my stepfather. He always very much took care of me and was always concerned. And he just, I mean, he was just a loving person. So, and, but with companionship, I think is the most important thing. And we have a great friendship and we have fun together. Uh, the rest of the guys, I, for me, I was like a guy. It was a challenge for me to get somebody to ask me to marry them. And I mean, it was, it was playing a game and that's unfortunate that I did that, yeah. but you know how men want to be the hunters and all the chasers. So I let them do that. And I didn't let them think they weren't going to get me in order to see if I could get the ring and win, you know, and then I didn't want them anymore because it was just a game for me. So it's, it was not a good thing I did. And then some of the guys, you know, were great. I mean, great catches. I just, Wasn't. it wouldn't have worked out. Mm-mm. Well, yeah, I just, I just love seeing how playful y'all are. You can go in the, the sexy pool time or whatever. I'm like, that's the kind of marriage that I want. Like we're still into each other and, that's what's up. I'm into that. <laughs> my husband is also one of those men that, you know, if I, I, cause I tend to, my weight goes up and down. If I gain 30 pounds, he still loves me. If I lose 30 pounds, he still loves me. And he never would ever criticize anything, you know, like, I mean, he just wouldn't do that. <laughs> that's, that's, I fluctuate too. So that's something I need. As well. Someone that makes me feel good about my body, no matter what. Okay. So if we can get a, I don't know, a, a little teaser for, what we can expect to see in the next uh, few weeks or so. I know we had the whole TBD wait and see. Is there anything we can get? A little teaser. <laughs> well, I mean, my season is not at all over drama-wise. I mean, it's heavy hitting all the way through to the end. So I think if you're wanting drama and you are used to watching Real Housewives and that's what you expect, you're definitely going to get it. Um, we go on another trip. <laughs> we go on another trip, but... Um, it's interesting. We're not exactly going to Thailand this year, unfortunately. Um, so, of course, there's a lot of things that happen on the trip between the ladies. Um, some people make good choices. Some make bad. <laughs> Love. And then we have our season finale, which is a lot of fun. Um, they preview that, I'm sure, you know, at South oh, yeah. So that was really cool. Um, and it was kind of fun to go back there, especially after growing up in Texas and Dallas. And every Friday night, we sat in front of the, my dad's recliner I sat on his you know by him and we watched the show so it's like that's what we did so it's kind of cool and you see all that I mean there's you know there's just lots more to come I mean I can't believe we've been through I think this is episode 12 or 13 tonight I can't remember yeah but um there's so much more packed into the rest of the season I can't even tell you it was just and it's not easy for me so I'll just let you know that oh okay okay this is fun. And you know, and this tonight, tonight we do the whole, we go over the whole page six article and that was already out. So that also upset me a lot because, um, that page six article was just an article about the movie that my husband and I had produced. It was a faith-based movie. It was based on a book called in the blink of an eye. It was a movie called my brother's crossing, which really never saw the light of day because the theaters never, you know, could open, but it was about racial injustice. So the timing for the movie was really important. And the 45 minute interview. And the last question was about Brandy's video. And I actually, you won't believe this. I sat there when I was doing the interview and I thought, Oh my God, I did such a great thing for Brandy. I said that she addressed it and she's going to love this. And then it was the opposite. I got lambasted as you see by her and everyone else. And so it really, 
you know, and then I get, you know, the, the whole selfish word again, it's just, I mean, gosh, you're I think so people selfish. are using that. I think the people using that are using it because it's a word that they feel is woke. And so, you know, this in here because this sounds like good for where we are right now and it's not fair to me because I am not a selfish person as I keep telling Carrie I may not be the kind of friend that you want me to be because I may not call all the time but I'm here for the first person that anybody comes to when there's a tragedy or they need to eat or they need to stay someplace or the door's always open I just or a a problem solver I'm always the problem solver the fix-it girl so I just it, it really and, you know, the attack that I received, it just it was unmerited, unwarranted. It just, it, it, it was really, well, you'll see. It was really upsetting to me watching it. I'm tuning in. It's even ready. worse to me than the Mama D stuff, because I guess maybe I've gone through the Mama D stuff now. It's just even worse to me to have this all, you know, being thrown in my face again. And I, I don't know how people are going to respond to it. We'll see. You know, I, I don't know, but it was hard to watch. I'll be, I'll be watching Twitter. I, I love and hate Twitter at the same time. <laughs> I know, me too. I know. It, it was really a big fan of you last episode, though. Everyone said you dropped the mic on Brandy quite well. So Twitter was well, on your you. side. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think if you're going to make an accusation about somebody, you better bring your receipts with you and, and proof of life, you know, whatever. <laughs> well, I have, a, I have a few fun little questions to end this with. Um, someone said, name a Real Housewives cast other than your own that you feel you'd fit in with. New York, definitely New York. Yeah, because I've moved, the last move I did was, well, it was New York, uh, LA, let's see, LA, New York, uh, Washington, yeah. I, I would love it, I'd love you here in New York. Those girls are no nonsense. I mean, they're like me, they just tell how it is and that's it. And it's not yeah. like a big deal and nobody gets too petty and too crazy and too focused on something usually, you know, it just moves on. I've met a lot of them, I could see, I could see you in the crew for sure, yeah. Um, name your dream cast of housewives from all the franchises. Usually what? There's like seven, six or seven. Oh my God. That's such a long question. <laughs> uh, there's so many people that were dream cast from all the franchises. Um, trying to think, I mean, who do I know on the different, I'm trying to think who I know. The only person I know on Atlanta really would be Portia. Cause her mother is friends with my mom. Yep. Um, and then my mom's friends with uh, Tinsley's mom. So those, I don't know them, but those are the connections. And then on New York, Margaret Joseph's, I always put her in there because we're such good friends. I mean, Marge. we have a blast together. Gotta love, love Marge. <laughs> yeah, I love Marge. Um, as far as New York, I'd love to work with that new girl, Leah. I think she's crazy. It's not fun. And uh, we can get into a lot of trouble together. <laughs> we, well, you always need a little bit of drama, a little bit of something, something. So the, the, the dream cast has to have a lot of different characters up in there, you know? Yeah, and I would love to, I mean, as far as the Beverly Hills girls, I really haven't met any of them. I mean, everybody says that Kyle and I look very similar really and we do. have a lot of similarities. And so I'd love to meet her in person one day. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's more of a celebrity-driven cast. It's much different than a, the Housewives experience that we have. Um, Orange County looks like from the press I'm reading is getting a big shakeup. So I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe a past person, an OG that um, is gone you'd bring back. Um I mean, I've met Tamara, I've met Vicky, I've met, um, uh, what's that girl, Lizzie, somebody, Rosenick, whatever, I've met them, I've met Gretchen, Gretchen, I went to her baby shower, she's a nice girl, um, I, you know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know with regards to that, I mean, I have friends on there, I have friends with Emily and Gretchen, and not, uh, Emily and, um, Gina, um, so, and Bronwyn, too, I'm friends with Bronwyn as well, she's had a really tough year, though, <laughs> and then Salt Lake, I'm friends with Meredith, and I'm friends with, uh, I, 
Yeah, I like Heather and Whitney too. We've talked on the phone, but I don't know them well. But I have like interacted with Meredith uh, and Jen Shaw. I knew her before, and um, it was interesting to see how that played out for her this season oh and how gosh. things on for her because she's a lot. She's a lot. Um, she's you know good housewife, but she's a lot. It's just funny because it's like you know I did I did reality TV and our. I was on The Bachelor and we we kind of have like Bachelor Nation where we're all friends and stuff. Like, I'm, do y'all, I don't know, like chat on social media? Do you have like maybe little group texts with each other? Like, how, how does that work with all the, the housewives? Um, well, no, actually. So what usually happens is the OGs, I'm talking the old, you know, 12, 13, 14 years, whatever, 10 years, they don't really have anything to do with the new girls. So okay. if you reach out and ask for help, they're not going to respond in general. In general, that's my, you know, History. experience. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dorinda was very nice to me, though. I love Dorinda. Sorry to see her go. I was just so disappointed. Hopefully, one day she'll come back. She would be on my dream team if I if I had another you know housewife member in Potomac. I, you know, I'm friends still with Monique. Um, I'm friends with Karen. Um, I haven't met Giselle and the other ladies, but um, I do. You know, I've talked. Karen and I've been supportive of each other, and um, I'm also friends with Candace. Believe it or not, which is kind of strange because you know Monique and her don't get along. But um, Candace and I've talked about mommy drama a lot. <laughs> Hey, whatever, whatever gets you through I mean, the day. Yeah, but so Margaret and I started the same year. Emily and I, I think Emily may be the year after me or maybe the same year because I'm. this is my fourth year. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, so the girls that start the same year tend to be friends. And then also I do tend to reach out sometimes to the new franchises and see, is there anything you need, have questions or help? Because nice. I mean, like I said, since I'm so selfish, you know, I have the time most to reach selfish, out. You don't ever want to talk about anyone but yourself but you still reach out to do people. <laughs> I mean, I sent some of the, I sent some of the ladies flowers on OC and on Salt Lake city, wishing them a good season ahead. Um, saying I'm always here. If you want to talk about anything, if, cause it's hard, you yeah. know? Um, but you know, it's just, I think it's, I'm trying to think if I meet a girl that's been on for a long time, if we connect, we'll stay in touch, but mostly it's, it's my contemporaries that are on at the same time. And we're kind of na navigating Twitter at the same time and um, yeah. social media and Instagram and, and, you know, doing several, several opportunities. So a lot of times Margaret will say, I have this opportunity. Would you like to do it? I'm doing it. So things like that. Oh, yeah. That's perfect. That's yeah. women supporting women right supporting there. Supporting women, exactly. So we do, if, whatever the girls I have talked to or become friends with, we also support each other. You know, that's very important in our businesses as well. Last question. We're both Texas girls. Uh, I have not spent a whole lot of time in Dallas, but for anyone who post-COVID world visits or anything, is there any must-dos, must-eats in the Dallas area? Well, Tiffany took me out for my birthday on Saturday. We went to that new restaurant, Monarch. It's been open two I weeks. Heard, it's yeah. at the Thompson Hotel. It's very beautiful. That it overlooks the city, so it's gorgeous. The the menu is Italian. It's good. Um, I like that. Another favorite place I like to go is Homewood, Matt Callister's restaurant. It's down the street from our house. It has very good food as well. Um, we love to go out and eat. <laughs> That's one of my favorite activities in life. So I get it. <laughs> and down in the, you know, the theater, I'm a theater girl. So when the theaters are back up, I'd be very excited to, to spend time in the theater district. Also, we have a great nature preserve under the Trinity River. It's like the Audubon area. If you're an outdoors person, believe it or not, there's a lot of outdoors things to do in Dallas because we have the river there. You can hike, you can get in kayaks, you can do a lot of fun things outside. So, um, and you have a lot of, um, different ethnicities so yeah. if you want a really great korean food a really great mexican food 
Theater, right? Indian food. You're going to find all of it in Dallas, which I love about the city. Yeah, I, I <laughs> love Dallas. Well, okay, so how, how can we support you? First of all, can you name all of your social media handles so we can follow you and any businesses? Yeah, you have a business that we can support. Kind of pitch all of that for us. Thank you. It's at Demon on Facebook as, as D apostrophe capital A and D R A and then S I M M O N S D Andrew Simmons on Facebook. And then hard night, good morning.com is my skincare and ultimate living.com is my nutrition company. And there also will be a deandrewsimmons.com. I'm almost finished with my website and it talks about my podcast, which is also called, I don't give a rip. Of course. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, um, and we're really enjoying that experience. Um, I actually saw Heather McDonald on Saturday night, watched her stand up and I kind of want to do some, but I'm scared. So we'll see. I I wouldn't have the guts. I had, I had Heather on my podcast and honestly it was one of the most nervous I've ever been to record with someone. Cause I was like, am I going to be funny enough for this girl? Like, is she going to think I just bland? (laughs) Well, her new show is good. It was really funny. So I enjoyed it. It was nice to get out. I mean, I haven't been out to any kind of show and God knows how long. I haven't been out in God knows how long. Oh my gosh. It's wild. Oh, and, and by the way, you had, you had COVID, you had a, a bad kind of scared I did I have a very I have very bad I actually got what I think I got COVID from I had um, a full ankle replacement okay and I really believe because I had to get my COVID test before and I was fine and I came out of the hospital and two days later three days later I had COVID so somewhere in the hospital visit I had I got COVID I don't know how that happened it's but um yeah so I'm very grateful to have gone through that experience um and I was in the hospital for six days it was horrible well you know everyone had everyone had to do the whole well the one person who does all this the supplements and the oils and she's the one girl that got COVID but I thought that was also very interesting because what I do think because I was taking all the D's and everything you should take when I went back and talked to my naturopath when you have an ankle replacement surgery and the foot repair and all that it really does something with your immune system all the anesthesia and everything I think my immune system I know going into the surgery was really down because I had not had enough sleep for weeks and then going into a surgery when you're exhausted your immune system's down again and it was just a double whammy so I know it, it is interesting you know it is and it's a virus it's not like you can prevent it like a disease you know you can prevent some diseases but viruses are not really that preventable to be honest with you well it's just funny that people think you you have to be you you cannot get it because you're the one person who focuses so much on health and medicine I'm like it can happen to anybody literally anybody come on people well think about what if I hadn't been taking the supplements I could have been on a ventilator and died you know that's honest because I was very sick so I mean and you were as healthy as you could be totally yeah well Deandra thank you so much you have been thank you Olivia so fun everyone follow her and and go to her website support her businesses and we cannot wait for the rest of the season and hopefully it's not too too bad tonight. We'll see. We'll see. Hopefully. Okay. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Thank you. Talk Bye. to you later. Bye-bye.